Welcome to episode three of Lore You Can't Explore, a podcast where we try to figure out the unexplained movie lore. My name is Corbin. My name is Josh. All right, Corbin, what are we talking about in today's episode? We're talking about Bright. We'd like to thank Twitter user at SadCatSlug for suggesting Bright to us. If you have any more episode suggestions for us to check out, just shoot them over onto us at, at the Lore Podcast on Twitter. All right, Bright. Let's get into the background info. It was directed by David Iyer and premiered on Netflix in 2017. Corbin, do you want to hit us with a summary? So, Bright, um, it was a movie about basically if, like, think of our world, but with, like, fantasy creatures and magic, basically. And it's about two cops that get into some magic stuff, you know? And one's an orc. Well, we're going to assume you watch the movie because otherwise not a lot of things we're going to say is going to make a whole lot of sense. But if you haven't watched it, I wouldn't recommend it. And segue into that, what rating do we give it? (laughs) As a whole, I thought the movie was pretty bad. I mean, I heard at the time when the movie came out in 2017, a lot of critics were against it, but a lot of fans really liked it. And I can't really see why. It, there's not a lot going for this movie. It's hard to follow. It just feels, nothing feels like it has an impact. It just feels like, I don't know, so low stakes and like whack. In the movie lore, oh, they introduced a lot of concepts uh, and then don't explain any of them, which makes that perfect for our podcast. So thanks again for the suggestion. <laughs> you know, it was, it's, it was fun to meme on though. It was it was it was kind of a bad movie. It's a fun movie just to watch with your friends and just kind of shoot this stuff. PG boys. Way to censor yourself, Corbin. Thanks, Josh. So, what would you give it as a rating out of 10? Factoring in the enjoyment of memeing on it and making jokes. The enjoyment, I'd say a solid like 7. If I were to judge it as a movie like a solid 2. I didn't like it, but since I was watching it with friends, it was a lot better. Okay, I'd probably put it about the same. I'd put it at probably a two on its own, but then enjoyment level as a whole, maybe like a five or a six. So let's just go into a breakdown of what makes Bright or the lore of Bright so weird. So first, in the world, as Corbin said in summary, humans share the world with orcs and elves and other fantasy races. Second, magic is just a part of the world, or a thing that exists, and it was used for building stuff, such as the pyramids, but we don't really know what the limitations or capabilities of magic are. And there's also this story they mentioned a couple times in the movie of the Dark Lord, who is an evil elf wizard who tried to enslave the whole world around 2100 BC, and he was stopped by an orc named Jirak. Well, we don't know for a fact that he was an elf, But we can assume so, I think. Oh, yeah. He's only shown as an elf in the graffiti. Yeah. All right, let's start to unpack all of that, starting with the magic and magic wands. There's a canon video on YouTube called Bright History of Magic that explains a little bit more about the history of magic. (laughs) But so the, the video says magic has been around basically forever since the beginning of time. And in the 29th century BCE, crystals and amulets were used in doing magic, like they were used as conduits. 
the video says magic has basically been around forever. And in the 29th century BC, crystals and amulets were used to, you know, channel magic. But the video doesn't explain the limits of magic or how far you can go. In the movie, they resurrect somebody, basically fireball somebody. And in the video, they raise the pyramids with it and stuff like that. So it seems it can ba do basically whatever. Yeah, and magic was pretty common in the world up until it was outlawed in the entire world in the 18th century. Because they thought it was whack, I think, and like the Dark Lord. But that was like a wild, like it took them a while to outlaw it. Yeah, I don't know what caused the shift yeah, in the outlaw. The, the video but... kind of implied that was like, oh, because of the Dark Lord, they outlawed magic, but it was a while. Well, okay, let's unpack that actually. Why was magic outlawed? Our government's just really slow to get around to doing it. They're either it. really slow or... Wait, I know. The video mentions that, I'm not sure, around the time of the pyramids, all like the world leaders had magic. So it'd be really hard to outlaw something when everybody in power has it. So how do you use magic? Like, we've only seen it in the movie used through wands. And they say that it was used through things like crystals uh, and when it was more primitive in its usage. But since the introduction of wands, is it only used through wands? From what we see in the movie, magic is only used through wands because I think the there's this organization called the... The Magic Task Force, I think, is tasked with destroying all magical artifacts or containing them. So I don't know if... I assume wizards and, like people that can use magic did put it into the object you know so like they had to channel magic through them and maybe that art has been lost since they've like outlawed magic and like over time it's been used less and less so the art of making magical objects and using magic through like not a conduit has been lost so i think as of now you can only use it through a conduit and the only conduits that are available are wands so wands originated from the body of a powerful wizard named Sargon the Great around the 22nd century BC. They don't even get creative with like people's names in history. They just use the names that are already there, but then say, but they used magic, <laughs> you know? So yeah, Sargon the Great was considered the first emperor in real history, but in this, he got killed and was his body was morphed into the first wand by the Dark Lord. <laughs> Yeah, the Dark Lord was his executioner, and he took the wand from Sargon's body and used it to enslave all the races, only to be stopped by Jurek, the orc, who used the Dark Lord's own wand against him. Yes. And wands can only be used by a select few called brights. So, in the movie they say mostly elves are brights, one in a million humans are brights, and then they never really say anything about the other races, but Jurek, who was the orc leader of, like, the nine armies against the Dark Lord, um, used it. So, obviously, orcs can be brights. So, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know if orcs are even rarer than humans. Yeah, we don't know the proportion of each race that can use it, but it seems to be mostly elves and then humans after that. Yeah. So, if you touch a wand and you're not a bright, you explode, and we see that one time in the movie. And it's like... It's like, oh, like, a guy goes and he's like, blah, blah, and then dies. That, that is the explosion sound effect <laughs> I was hoping for. And everyone acts like it's super rare if someone's a bright, but they say one in a million humans, and if there's still the same number of humans in the world, that's like over seven million humans. 
and it seems it's not as rare for elves. There is a statistic where of the U.S. population, there's like infographic that flashes. There's about the same amount of population in the U.S., but only 70% is humans. So I guess we can assume that it's 70% of the world is humans if we take the U.S., I guess. I don't know if each race would have the same proportions in each country because yeah. it might be certain races live together in certain areas. I guess that's fair. Yeah, never mind. Well, we can still assume that one in a million actually isn't that rare when you have like seven billion people. So yeah. so the movie should really be named Wand and not Bright. <laughs> well, I guess you could make that. You could make that argument, really. There might be some way to track wands or find them because people keep finding the wands and we need to have some explanation for that and not just say it's lazy writing. Yeah, I think... There's the Poison Gang's Orc Gang and the Inferni keep finding them. I find it the easiest to believe that the Inferni have some sort of way of tracking the wand, right? Well, the wiki... <laughs> we don't know how reliable the wiki is, but we can tell from the wiki that they might have certain powers. Certain people might have certain powers to track the wands or telepathic powers. Or other things that are just not mentioned in the movie. I think we can assume that Poison's Gang and the Orc Gang that keep following them and tracking them have like a network of spies or just communication or eyes everywhere because they're in the slums so they don't really know who's looking, right? <laughs> yeah, it's because it, it would just jump to another tower, but we talked about the wands, but we still haven't really talked about exactly what magic can do. Those... yeah. What's the extent of what you can do with magic? Like, is there a limit? Or is it just like whatever you wish for? I think there has to be a limit. What I was saying is when Tika resurrects Jacoby with the wand, she gets all drained and like, bleh, and like needs to be took, taken to a magic healy pool, which exists too. So I think there are limits and it depends on the power of the person and the training of the person. But like how you use magic, it seems to be just vocal because at the climax of the movie will smith grabs the wand and tika's like say this spell and then he says the spell it was like and he uses the wand so obviously you don't need that much training to use magic so you maybe just need to learn like one word per spell <laughs> what they use ma people use magic it's so ambiguous they, they they build pyramids with magic, they build Stonehenge with magic, the Taj Mahal. And they do mention in the History of Magic Netflix video on YouTube that it was suspected that magic was used to make the nuclear bombs. Because they say magic was used to help create the nuclear bombs. I don't think the nuclear bombs are magic. Help them figure out how to split an atom, right? It Magic wasn't used to split the atom. It was used, it was like, it was like an electron microscope, but magic so what makes you think that uh it makes more sense than nuclear bombs were magic i personally i mean that's the other explanation we could go with <laughs> but i mean that's the way i'm leaning is that just like they wished it into happening all right i don't think magic is like a wish i think you have to like there's certain spells because it's very vague but i'm pretty sure there are certain spells because there's the binding spell where they're running away from the wand assassin that the Inferni sent after Tika, there's a binding spell where they run into a wall, right? And then yeah. there's also the spell that Tiki tells Will Smith to use 
to uh, blast the uh, Leia, which is another infirmary. Leila, sorry. So you think there's a spell for every use of magic, and it's pretty limited in what each thing can do. I'm pretty sure, because... So I, we can assume, I think, that magic is spells. Yeah, but one character does describe ones as a nuclear bomb that grants wishes, and magic is also said to be, quote, whatever you want. Who said those things, though? Uh, those were like the cops, I believe. And they're like, oh, you want to be taller, shorter, get a million dollars, ten million dollars? Are there, Do you think there are just spells for each of those things? I can assume there's spells for, like, counter- counterfeiting money. There has to be, right? A cop also says that you can, like, go back in time and kind of change the past however you want. So it sounds like you're just, like, casting a wish and getting whatever you want. I think they're just dumb. I really do. I think they just don't know what wands can do. Yeah. And it's pretty strict in who gets to learn anything about it either. Like, the magic task force is kind of keeping things under wraps. Definitely. And I think the brights can only use wands. And I think it's just the brights have a more magic, like, innate magic in them. I'm, I assume they could use, like, like normal people could use weaker, less powerful magic artifacts. But only, like, brights and people well-versed in magic can use the more powerful things. And the only thing they really have is wands. Do we have an indication of that? Or is that just something you're coming up with? I think that's my theory. That's my theory to explain why not a lot of people use magic, or just the theory to make sense of the wands. Yeah, there's... I don't know if it's an equation, but it's something they bring up in the movie for some unknown reason, because it's not relevant to the movie. But I'm glad they brought it up so we can talk about it. And that's that three magic wands can raise the Dark Lord from the dead. Is this like a mathematical formula? Like three magic wand equals Dark Lord back? I don't think so. I think theoretically, if you got three magic wands, you could bring back anybody from the dead. It's more like their combined power. More than a formula. More than a formula, but maybe a little bit of a formula. Because all magic is kind of a formula. If you just say a word and it does a magic. Yeah. You want to make the magic in the world less ambiguous and more along some strict rules that just nobody knows. Well, the only... Yeah, I I think so. Because I think it's like physics, almost. (laughs) You know, there's physics, there's equations, there's laws, there's rules. And I think it's just magic is an extension of that. There are laws to our universe. And since this world is so closely like related to ours, I think we can assume that magic system would have a set rules... They just, but nobody knows it because nobody researches it. It's like back in the old dark ages and like beyond. We didn't know how stuff worked. It worked a certain way, but we just didn't know. So that's, that's my magic theory for Bright. Now let's get into the races of Bright. How many races are there for starters? So going back to the infographic. So there's 10 like sentient races. We have Orc, Dwarf, Goblin, Panhu, Giant, Ogre, Brzezik, which are lizard people, Elf, Centaurs, and Humans. And also, like, each race seems to have, like, a generalized quality that makes them better at something. For example, like, Orcs are strong but slow, and Elves are nimble and acrobatic, but also very strong. So it seems Elves are just better. Yeah. And... what? Wait, what about the other races? What are they good at? All right, so... 
if it, this feels pretty generic fantasy with elves being ninjas and orcs being strong brutes and humans being pretty generic, we can assume like I, I think usually in fantasy settings dwarf, dwarves are more resilient, like kind of like orcs, but and then we have the Penghu, which I think I don't know. I don't know they they don't they aren't mentioned. Yeah, the movie canonically has races that it just never shows yeah or talks about like giants too that'd be really cool and interesting but i assume they'd be you know good at building and strength and i think yeah yeah you can probably just fill in the gaps with like tolkien lore basically that's pretty much what this movie just steals from there's also like the pests of the world like pixies are seen as pests you know yeah, they might be more like rodents or some sort of animal, like a raccoon yeah, or something. maybe they have the sentience level of a raccoon. And then also there's one shot of a dragon. But that's just kind of weird. We don't know anything. I, maybe they're just, you know, rare, elusive creatures. Like the bald eagle. So for the races, there seems to be some sort of racial hierarchy. And it seems to be pretty vertical. With elves being on the top, like they lead governments and have like lawyer jobs and that sort of thing. And then orcs are at the bottom. Or from what the movie shows us, orcs are at the bottom. Maybe like goblins are at the bottom, really, but we don't really know. Yeah, we don't really know. Because what about centaurs? There aren't any accommodations for centaurs in any buildings or anything else. No cars or like we don't see centaurs get anything for them. Yeah, the so world like... is built for like the bipedal creatures. So are centaurs even more oppressed than orcs? Probably. No one just cares about them at all. I think centaurs are at the bottom. We don't really see any accommodations for centaurs in any buildings. It's not like there's door and then centaur door. Or like centaur cars. So I, they might be even more oppressed than orcs, but like, we just don't see it. Alright, what about the origin of the races? The movie doesn't explain how the races got here at all. And even the History of Magic YouTube video doesn't tell us if races were always in the world or if they entered the world at some point. If we assumed they evolved like humans from, like, Neanderthals and beyond and before, you know, common ancestor with monkeys, then Neanderthals, the proto-humans, blah, 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 to humans as we see them now, what would that look like for orcs or giants? Was there, like... Or lizard people, for that matter. Did, like, lizards also evolve to be bipedal? Yeah, I don't know. I can. I, I would assume there, there had to have been less mass extinctions in the world. Like, lizards evolved, maybe some sort of orc-like pre-creature evolved. All these worlds evolved? Or are orcs aliens that magic put in our world a long while ago like maybe maybe actually thinking back to the asteroid that killed all the dinosaurs maybe the asteroid like maybe there's an asteroid or something that was filled with a bunch of magic crystal and like stuff like that that maybe some mega civilization sent out or like something i don't know some weird magic stuff happened and it hit the earth and it like created this big magic anomaly right and then all like the world's maybe there's a bunch of parallel earths where lizards evolved for lizard people you know, chimps evolved for humans, uh, something orc-like evolved for orcs, and maybe something blah 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 with elves, you know? So maybe they all kind of got dumped onto this one earth and had to live together, right? But this was so long ago where nobody really remembers that. Okay. I think that's, like, the best explanation or something along those lines where... I can buy that. 
like the precursors to these modern races were dumped on this earth somehow through magic means. And I think we have to address the elephant in the room. The terrible analogy the film tries to make between orcs in their world and black people in our world. It's it's so on the nose and it just doesn't work at all. Yeah, and it gets, like, the analogy wants to be so one-to-one, but it gets so muddy sometimes. A movie that kind of did this quite a bit better than this one was Zootopia. If you've seen that, I know it's a children's movie. But it still kind of has, it's a kind of a buddy cop movie, where one of them is uh, an analogy for black people. Yeah, but it's of course it's not a perfect analogy or anything, and it does have problems. But it's a lot better than this. Yeah, every everyone who's reviewed this movie has been like, man, this movie has a bad analogy, you know? And it's just... We just figured we couldn't cover the movie without touching it, at least. Yeah. We have to, we have to mention it, because if we didn't, it'd feel weird and incomplete. So one big thing we haven't even talked about yet is the history. Why hasn't the existence of all the races or the existence of magic changed the history of the world at all? lazy writing we can, we gotta come up with an explanation <laughs> we can't leave it at that no we can't honestly mag- i mean most of the stuff they say magic is built by is just stuff humans at the time just made by themselves yeah i mean maybe we can assume human history went faster or like technologically no, they still or- they had the same timeline yeah like nuclear bombs 1945 and, like, the pyramids, everything is spelled, like, at the same dates as it was before. That is true. All right, maybe this has to do with parallel timelines and how this is obviously a parallel Earth to ours, right? So maybe with quantum entanglement, a history is tied to the our prime Earth, right? So everything that happens in our Earth has to happen in their Earth, but they just experience the events a little bit different because they have magic and the like. You think quantum entanglements tying their world to ours, and that's the reason that they have the same histories? Yes. Well, I've actually offered about zero theories and just said yes to everyone you've gone with, and I'm not about (laughs) to change that streak today. (laughs) I think it's a great theory. Quantum entanglement explains why Bright is dumb. There we go. Well, there's a lot more that explains why Bright's dumb. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, like, because Joe Rogan still exists. And the yeah, Alamo. we get a lot of references that things in their world are the same things in our world. Like Joe Rogan and Shrek and the Alamo and the city of Los Angeles. Wait, why is why does Shrek exist if there are actual ogres and fairies? Maybe it's a story of the ogres, where an ogre goes to save a human princess and they get married, and they just DreamWorks animated it, you know? So maybe it actually did with Lord Farquaad. <laughs> so maybe... You tell me Lord Farquaad's a historical character? He can't be, because everything else is follows our timeline, and all the leaders follow our timeline. No, I think, well, because there's always these small kingdoms. Maybe it was just embellished in the movie. Maybe it was just some small kingdom that we didn't hear about or know about. So you think only the major world events are tied to our world, but there can be some differences. Yeah. And the main difference is the Dark Lord. Lord, There's Lord Farquaad and Fiona and Shrek. You think they're historical characters in the world? <laughs> yeah, it's just a re- It's like Disney. All The first Disney movies were just fairy tales. 
<laughs> Wait, those didn't happen either. Fairy tales can't happen. There are fairies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see what I meant. <laughs> you wouldn't call them fairy tales because that's like calling it rodent tail. <laughs> so, like, we have to assume there are some differences because in this world, right, the infirmary, the evil elves, destroyed the Illuminati... 100 years ago, which would have been around 1917, in the middle of, like, when World War I was winding down. So, wrapping everything up. Basically, magic in this world, there's rules. It's like physics, there's rules, right? The reason it's quantum entangled into our reality, we're seeing this as a parallel universe, and that's why a lot of the major events are the same, but there's kind of some differences in smaller events. This movie is a lot harder to break down than Cars, I'll be honest. Yeah, there's a lot more to unpack. Let us know if we missed anything as well. And hit us up with any uh, questions about the movie or future episode suggestions. As we said before, you can find us on Twitter, at the Lore Podcast. So hey, give us more suggestions about bad movies, and maybe we'll deconstruct them. And again, special thanks to at SadCatSlug on Twitter. And a special thank you to the Inferni and the Dark Lord for making this podcast possible. Until next time, I'm Corbin. I'm Josh. And this has been Law You Can't Explore. Bye.